Designcast Podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators. Hello and welcome to Designcast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. A very special thanks to Mel Science for sponsorship of DesignCast. Mel Science is a subscription service that offers monthly science boxes which combine hands-on experiments with VR and AR technologies to engage kids in studying science. Mel Science strives to make serious science accessible, interesting, and cool. Science is about exploration, experiments, discovery, and asking questions, all of which come naturally to all children. The Mel Science approach helps nurture children's natural interest in science by giving them fun, hands on experiments to engage, serious detailed explanations to learn, VR and AR technologies to dive deeper. If you're anything like me and my family, it's hard to find creative ways to keep kids busy and screen-free while engaging their brains, especially these days. Mel Science does all the upfront work for you so you can spend more quality time tackling projects together and they won't even know they're learning. I recently received a kit and it's really exciting all that comes in the box. There are many different activities and experiments in each kit which are enhanced through the integration of VR and AR. With Mel Science, there's something for every kid, including big kids like me. I encourage you to check out this unique service. As an added bonus of being a listener to this podcast, you can get 60% off your first box of any of the subscriptions by using the promo code DESIGNCAST, all one word, or by following the link in the show notes. Act fast as this is an offer that is only available for one month. I can't wait to hear what you think of the service. (laughs) 
on this episode of DesignCast. I was able to catch up with my friend, Jarrett Dunbar. Jarrett was the guest on episode 20 of DesignCast. We were able to chat again about what life has been like for him since we last connected. He has loads to share, and we have a few laughs along the way. I have no doubt that you will like what he has to say. You can follow Jarrett with the links in the show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Jarrett Dunbar. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast, and I am just so excited and pleased to welcome back my friend, Jarrett Dunbar. Jarrett, how are you this morning, man? I'm doing well. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me back. It's been it's a pleasure to be back here. It's been a while. Man, I've been wanting so much to catch up with you and find out how things are going because we talked about 18 months ago and you were just about ready to depart and head over to Brazil. And so I just want to kind of find out how you're doing and and what you've been up to. And so what, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, it has been 18 months. Now, that, as, if you say it like that, it, it really puts it in perspective. It's been good, you know? feel like I haven't really done much in these 18 months considering the situation that we're currently in. But, you know, in hindsight, it's been really good. It's been really uh, productive over these past couple months, I guess. We So right after we spoke, uh, I think we spoke in, uh, I want to say June of 2020. And right after we spoke, spent a little time getting my stuff together in Korea, packing things up, and actually flew into Rio August 5th of 2020 which was the first day of school. So getting around the world from South Korea through Amsterdam all the way down to Rio with your entire life on the first day of school while trying to communicate with admin and students, it was a, was a task. It was definitely a task, but it worked out. And we were able to get through COVID and able to build, start building a pro, the program that I wanted to see, that I wanted, that I'm proud of. And I'm really happy with the direction that we're going in. So as I said, I got in during distance or during pandemic, first day of school, and during the pandemic, during distance learning with students that hadn't been on campus for months. But I was coming in as a brand new teacher teaching a subject that wasn't as stressed as it is now, as it is in the MYP. The students had no idea how to <laughs> take that. So going from I'm taking this class as an easy A to all right, this is a design cycle, this is how we're going about things now, this is we're going doing X, Y, and Z. It was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle at first trying to get students on board, but over the past couple of months, people have really gotten on board with it. And I've done some design competitions. We've taken a new approach to how we're to the semester and to our lesson planning and got a lot of projects on board. I've taken on the role of the service coordinator as well uh, for MYP service. So I'm really looking forward to some great things with that in the near future. Taking on some activities for Dia de Consencia Negra, planning on something for Dia de Indigio, Day of the Indigenous population here, and just trying to get things together for the school. My campus for the American School of Rio is the newer campus. So we're just now starting with our first senior class. This is our first graduating class this year. 
So that show you how fresh we are as a campus. A lot of these students haven't really been exposed to high school life outside of anything, right? So we're really just building as much as we can with what we can. It's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge at points and dealing with various factors, various stakeholders. But I accept it. I'm enjoying it. And it's fun. It's fun to it's when it can be. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it, man. That sounds great, dude. I mean, you know, there's always a lot of growing pains when you're a new school with a new campus and a new cohort who's going to graduate and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's 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 part of the job. And I know everyone out there listening has probably been in that situation before. So I'm sure you're handling it with grace. And so that's really great to hear you guys are are doing well and and doing that. And so I was just looking back and the last time we talked, it was episode 20 and I have released 60 episodes since then. So it, it has been a while since we connected, man. So I'm really glad that we're, we're having a chance to do this. And so what do you think is going to happen in the foreseeable future with your school? How, how do you see design growing? Well, glad you asked. So as I said, I've taken a different approach to how we're go- how we actually work on lesson planning and actually go through our units. And I actually got this from the PYP working at Chadwick and just taking a themed approach for the semester and an overarching theme, which kind of helps the students determine where we're going rather than just having, all right, I'm just going to design this, that, da, da, da. As great as that is, it's like, let's focus on, on a certain topic, not necessarily a sport or anything, but just one concept. So this year I chose play. How do we interpret play? We can interpret play in various forms, various formats, and it can break into so many different things. So I teach, of course, design, but within my design classes, I'm doing coding and programming, design innovation, and digital media. So for my middle school coding and programming class, we took the approach of video game design, and we were able to relate that to supporting ourselves and looking into ourselves for identities and relationships. So what the students had to really look into each other. They had to work through the design process to understand their clients, which is, of course, themselves, and create a video game that could help them support them and each other and or everyone in that class through that semester, through their semester and overcoming their obstacles and their hurdles because they're all middle school students. Many of them were sixth graders that were just coming in to high school or to middle school. So for them to really understand that, to understand that user and then put to add on video games, to add on coding, to add on programming and build that love of coding and that love of technology, that love of design. That was awesome to see that. And the finished products were amazing. They were, I loved seeing what they were able to do starting from nothing to having this, this cohesive multi-level video game in the span of a semester. For digital media, my students took on the task of, they're as high school students, they took on the task of app design. All right, Jared. So it seems like you guys are focusing on play and theme-based. What made you think focusing on theme-based was a good idea for your design classes? Well, I thought theme-based would be a good approach just because it gives students, as I said earlier, just a topic, just a focus, a focal point of their projects for the year. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you're doing has to be this one form of play, right? We can break down play into 16 different types. We can break down play into various forms of whether it be kinesthetic play outside or sports. We can break it down into video games, as my, as I said, my classes do, or my coding and programming classes working on 
we can break it down into, as one of my high school students did, we can break it down into social play and examine how people interact and how we're, how as teenagers or as young adults, our social or our form of play at that age differs from that of being a child. And to that point, it was, it was very interesting on their project because they, they were able to look at it and they built an app around drug use and which was very interesting for a 10th grade student. But they came to me, it's like, Mr. Could we see this as a form of play? And it's like, well, yes, that's definitely a form of play for that age group. It's like, well, how, what, well, what are some problems that we can see around social play that we can address? And they came back and was like, well, these are the problems that this demographic faces within this form of play. And this is the app that I wanted to design, that I want to develop to help that, to fight that. And the product was great. The research that they put into the project was amazing. It was top tier. I was very proud of the finished product, the end product on that. But that's just one example of just how they're exploring that and how they're exploring play. As the semester is about to begin, we're looking into, or we're transitioning from my digital design courses, coding and programming and digital media, to the product design courses this spring, or excuse me, this fall, I'm still on Northern Hemisphere. But we're transitioning into design innovation uh, one and two, so product design. And for my high school course, they're going to be examining product development and uh, trend analysis. So they're going to be looking into uh, and toy design. So they'll be looking into developing a toy for their clients and analyzing trends over time and how the and how they can develop a toy for a specific client that act and make that toy sustainable and look at the life cycle and continue this and continue building onto this product. So it's going to dive into a few different areas along with the 3D modeling, design sketching, programming. So we're looking into uh, using breadboards to understand how to how to work with circuitry at a basic level, and then see, and whoever can build off of that, there's definitely the opportunity to build off of that. And within my middle school courses, they'll be getting their basic understanding of 3D modeling through Tinkercad, and they'll be looking into various form or various spaces. So, or various spaces, various objects. So they'll have the option to either redevelop some, a toy just as a basic form, redevelop the playground, or choose an object of their own that they would like to develop. But it, once again, it's all based around the theme of play. So yeah, I, I like choosing a theme for the year just to see what they can do within, within that realm, within that box. And I know that's something that we discourage is to think inside of a box, but to see what students can do with those constraints inside of those constraints and to actually see how far they actually step outside of the box while having those constraints, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, no, no designer can operate in complete autonomy, right? I mean, you have to have some sort of condition and some sort of limitation in order for the design, because if anything, you know, I mean, it, it's not just free reign, right? I mean, there has to be some constraints. So I mean, that's what everyone faces, right? Exactly. Or it's been a great year when it comes to when it comes to design courses. Where, as I said, I came in last year. We were all on distance learning, as most of the world was. So, trying to get through projects and assignments and just class and life in general was tough, especially for a design teacher, especially as a new design teacher in a school where this topic isn't focused on as any any other subject, right? So, just that buy. The buy-in was tough. Students weren't on campus, of course. So it's like, I don't 
how am I supposed to design something when I'm at home? How are, how are we going through these design challenges while I'm at, behind or sitting on my bed? Things like that. So being back on campus this year played a massive role in that buy-in and getting students on board with it. And the consistency, of course, helped, definitely helped, or provided a lot more to it as well. So it's been good. It's been great. And um, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming semester and next year. It's just, yeah, every goal that's been set for the program has been hit in the past 18 months or so. I, as I came in, our, that last September, I presented my principal and my head of school with a four-phase plan as to how we need to or redesign or redevelop this design program, build this design program at this campus. And they were in full support of that. I've made sure that we've been on track to hit all of those phases. We're actually diving into a few of the other phases. So we're a little bit ahead of schedule than projected. Yeah, so I'm really proud of the work that's been put in mm-hmm. over the past couple months. Man, that's so great to hear. I mean, because you never know moving into a new situation, you know, how that's going to go, what kind of support you're going to get, those kinds of things. So it's great to hear that you're getting that kind of support. So you guys are completely um, back on campus now? Yeah, we started the year off all on campus and it's been pretty great this entire time. Considering last year we had, we tried to do the same thing. We tried to come back after summer break and go into hybrid. And there was so much fluctuation with the hybrid model, especially here in Brazil, when there were so many contributing factors to as to why we w- couldn't be on campus or why we should be on campus, whether they be political or stakeholders within the school or just the situation in general. It made it really difficult for anything to get done. And yeah, starting this year off just on campus, that consistency played a massive role, and it's been great with everybody being back and it's starting to feel like an actual school again. It's starting to feel like an actual high yeah. school now. With community so, and everything, sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. I'm so happy to hear that things are starting to kind of settle down and get back into a groove. And so let me ask you this then, Jarrett. You know, when we talked in episode 20, it was all about biomimicry and, and, and that kind of thing. And this time we're talking about sort of these thematic units that you're having and thematic scopes and sequences. What are you really excited about? What do you think's next? That's a good question. So I've been playing around with the idea, and I'm sure many design teachers around the world have played with the idea of looking into the future. We're, design te- we're designers, we're design teachers, we're, everybody thinks about the future when it comes to design and development and innovation. But when it comes to a thematic unit, I was really looking into future people, society, 100 years, 200 years in the future. What does that look like? Whether we're factoring in things such as the metaverse and Web3, or we're factoring in climate change and looking into what is the world going to physically look like? What socially, what is that going to look like? What are our experiences going to be? That's my next theme. That's what I'm looking forward to for next year. It was, it kind of came down to between that and uh, Rio at home, which was a nice which I got from an, an exhibit over at the art museum. But like I said, I think future people and looking into the future of society would be a lot more beneficial and a lot more fun. You know, that's one thing about theme, the thematic units. That's why I want to play, right? You want to have something that's fun for your students, not necessarily just to say, okay, I want you guys to kind of work within these under these constraints and think about it through this lens, but also at the same time, just enjoy it. I wanted my students to explore play this year because 
it gives them an opportunity to actually have fun, to have high schoolers go outside and play on the playgrounds to understand their clients and their users, for them to dissect toys to understand what's going on. What are the inner workings of a toy? How can I break this apart? How do we really understand that? To just enjoy it, you know? So examining the future of society and future people, I think that gives students the chance to really expand their minds and to really think, to think sci-fi. You know, I've always, for myself, I've always been somebody that loves science fiction, loved watching anime, loved looking at future societies and things like that. And it just allowed my mind to wander. And as design educators, that's one of the things that we encourage is allowing students to brainstorm and allowing your mind to wander and to go off and see out there, you know, to think what can be, what is possible. Don't think about the constraints of it, just what can be, you know? What is possible in the, within the context of this world? And I, and that's what I think, it, or excuse me, and I am really looking forward to that for, uh, for coming up. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad you're thinking about it. I always get so much inspiration from our discussions or at the very least our direct messages over Instagram. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good to have that. But hey, so Jared, if people want to f- kind of follow your work or see what else you're doing, what's the best way to get in touch with you, man? Best way would be on Twitter at J Dunbar EDU and Instagram. I have due to the amount of work that I've been taking on this semester, I my Twitter has not been as active as it usually is, but J D U N B V R E D U will be my Instagram and Twitter. There's a V instead of an A. Oh, I see that. Okay. Yep, just typing it in to make sure you're uh, telling me the truth, man. <laughs> so, no, listen, Jared, I could talk to you all day, man. I know that it's your it's you're finishing up your summer break, which is uh, what we would have as winter break in the rest of the world. So, I I don't want to take too much of your time, but listen, I really appreciate you talking with me today, man, and and I wish you all the best. I can't wait to talk to you next year at this time to hear all about this uh, future people's theme that you're talking about. I'm looking forward to it, and. Hopefully everything, I'll have everything ironed out. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to really update you and let you know how that's going by then. All right. Thanks so much, man. No problem, man. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.